Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. I am back and better than ever, and I am live from my basement. Greeny with you back on ESPN Radio, on your TV, on ESPN News, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests, as always, will be on the Shell Penzoil performance line, and I am, I am absolutely nervous, to be completely honest with you. We are finishing up our second week here, and I have the ability to do this show from my house. I've been doing it from the studio, and I, I figure I might as well just open with the honesty here. Uh, so I'm in my house, and I'm extremely uncomfortable. I don't know where anything is. I am a creature of habit. I don't know where things are supposed to go. I don't know where things are supposed to be. So we're going to work through this together here. But I'm delighted that you are with me on this incredibly consequential day during this incredibly busy time in the world of sports. And it is something that obviously goes so far beyond sports. And, and, and as I could strike immediately with the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, if you were listening yesterday at this time, you heard Adrian Wojnarowski with the news. The NBA is coming back. The players are going to play. And then Woj was on my television show this morning saying that the season will resume tomorrow. So the games that were scheduled to be played on Wednesday will be played tomorrow. Thursday's games will move to Sunday and so on and so forth. And so what this will have been is a pause. I've seen people trying to define it in a variety of ways. It was a pause and it was one of the most important. I think history will say that it was one of the most important times in the history of American sports because what we saw was a collection of athletes recognizing that they have power beyond any that athletes have ever really tried to use before, which is not to say they're the first athletes ever to become activists. As we've said repeatedly, these basketball players are, are walking in the footsteps of giants, of, of everyone from Paul Robeson to Jesse Owens to Jackie Robinson to Muhammad Ali, so many. But what we have not really seen before was the collection, the, the unity, if you will, the, the, these games being canceled when they were, how they were, where they were, and the importance that I think we will someday look back and attribute to that. So we'll see. They're coming back to play. A couple of notes on this that we got today. Malika Andrews from The Bubble, who's just been a revelation through this as far as, um, as our reporter. She told me on Get Up this morning that 100 NBA employees from the NBA offices in New York, so we are not talking about people who are in the bubble, but NBA employees are not working today, uh, and they are instead doing work in their community and carrying on conversations about race relations and all the other things that we're talking about so regularly now in our country and that the sports world has brought to the fore. So that is the backdrop of where we are. And then there were two other things that I think are important to point out before we get into a lot of other matters today, which we're going to do. One of them is the role that Michael Gordon has played in all of this, and Jackie Mack will join me in an hour and she's the one who wrote the story. But Michael Jordan, who, of course, has the unique purview of being an NFL, an NFL, an NBA owner, and, of course, having been a player, not only a player, but the greatest player ever. Um, but his understanding, as he worked with the owners, to help them understand where the players' minds are. And that's incredibly important. And it's a new role for Michael. And many of you know my history. You know that I've known Michael Jordan for 25 years. And it's not as though we hang out socially or anything like that. I've never had dinner with him. But I have been around him a lot, and I made my living covering him in the 90s. And so I 
was around him at times when he did not like to delve into sensitive areas. And I think that what we are seeing now is not only a man who has grown into himself because of his age, but I think he has also grown into himself in other ways. I I think he has grown into his place now as an elder statesman of the sport and, and as important to one as you can possibly be. And so it, it, it surprises me a little bit pleasantly so to see the role that he is taking in the areas of social activism and to see the role that he has reportedly played in making sure that the other owners understand where the players' heads are at a time like this. Because Michael has an, an ability based upon his race, which is unique amongst those he is now collected with, and based upon his experiences as a player, um, that give him that chance. And, and I think that's important. I think it's a good role for Michael Jordan, and I'm glad to see him wearing it as well as I think he is. The other thing that you may be wondering, because I was, is how should we expect the players to come back and play? Now, this was a, a brief pause in the scheme of things, but it was anything but a, t- a time away. Uh, this, this, with everything that is going on around these players and all that they have said and done, One wonders how will they be able to compartmentalize and go out on the floor and play as well as they've been playing. Because I will say that since the NBA restarted in the bubble, we have seen outstanding basketball. The quality of play has been extraordinarily high. And I've seen that attributed by by very smart people. Stan Van Gundy, I saw saying this, to the fact that these players are probably more rested. Their bodies are probably in better condition than they ever otherwise would be because they're not traveling, because... They're not able to do anything really but work out, sleep, and play. And um, when they don't have all the other things at their disposal that they frequently might be doing, and, and travel obviously being the biggest part of that, um, that I think it is significant that they are able to, uh, that they are thus able to play at this extraordinarily high level. So the, the play has been extremely good. The question is, will it continue to be? Will they take the court tomorrow after everything that has happened over what will at that point be the last 72 hours? Will they be able to compartmentalize and continue to play at that level? And I asked that question on my TV show this morning. And Marcus Spears gave me, every now and again when you're working in television and you're dealing in material like this, and you have people who are as insightful and as smart and as open as my friend Marcus is, you get an answer like this. And uh, I think I think it told the entire story. This was Marcus Spears on my TV show this morning about how he is certain these players will be able to compartmentalize. This is not new for African-American players. We've been compartmentalizing. The field has been refuge. The field has been how you get away from a lot of things that are going on at home. But once you leave that field, you get home. It's a lot of situations going on that are that are not good. So we've been compartmentalizing for a long time in our lives. And majority of those players, if you got each of their individual stories, they understand how to play in adverse situations and when things aren't right or rosy at home and they have to go and perform to try to make things right and rosy at home. That's Marcus Spears with me this morning and so important. And you know what? You can be 53 years old and you can still learn so much from conversations like these. And that's why we are, I am so proud that we are having them on my TV show and now my radio show and they will continue. And we're going to get onto the field and onto the court today because I know that's what people are interested in and I'm interested in it too. But these conversations are important and they will not stop here. And um, 
That was just, I mean, I remember Mike Golick saying to me a million times that the field is the player's refuge. All players feel that way, that that's where they are. They're at their most comfortable. And so I expect the NBA players to come back and play great starting tomorrow. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. One very important story on that. The Houston Rockets, who if you're looking for a team that might surprise in these NBA playoffs, a lot of people pointed to them. They're in a dogfight right now with OKC, two apiece. But they're going to get Russell Westbrook back. And I saw some reporting as I was coming home today from the studio that the reports coming out of there are that Russell Westbrook looks great, that he looks incredibly comfortable, that he looks as explosive as he did before the injury. It's a quad. And I think that's the difference in this series. The Rockets are up two zip. They've lost two close games. OKC has had a terrific year. And Billy Donovan deserves an enormous amount of credit. Chris Paul deserves an enormous amount of credit. They're doing it with a lot of guys you've never heard of. I think Houston will win that series anyway. But if they're going to make a deep run, if they're going to really scare the big boys of the Western Conference, which of course means the Clippers and or the Lakers, then they're going to need Russell Westbrook to do it. And it sounds like they're going to get him back. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Busy we will be. Lots of other news that we're going to get to today as we go on the fields and on the courts. And in one case, we may go inside a dome or several domes as the Big Ten is talking more about when they're going to start playing football again, and it might be sooner than you expect. We're also going to talk about baseball, and I'll mention that you can tune in for the Subway rivalry tomorrow as the Yankees host the Mets, and coverage begins 12.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We'll see if the Mets by that time have fired their general manager because um, that is one of the strangest stories that you will come across at almost any time. I don't know if you saw that, but the general manager openly criticizing his ownership, ownership releasing not one but two scathing scathing statements about the general manager in which they misspell his name and he still has that job. We'll see if that's still the case by the time we get to one o'clock and we'll talk to Jeff Passon about that and a whole lot more. We're just getting rolling, but coming up next here on Greeny, as we get ourselves started for what's going to be a really busy day, I will tell you why this is a very important day for a player that I think will be holding up the Lombardi trophy when everything is said and done. I'll tell you who that is and why I think so right after this word from ZipRecruiter. As an employer, you've got a lot on your plate, right? You're running your business, you're ensuring workplace safety, and a whole lot more. So leave your hiring to the one place that makes finding qualified candidates fast and easy. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter is so effective, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, if you'd like to try ZipRecruiter for free, you can. My listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We're just getting started. I'm Greeny, and this is Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. And the NBA will be back tomorrow. That's what Woj told me this morning on Get Up. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests, like my buddy Marcus Spears, in 15 minutes will be on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. And if you're watching on ESPN News, yes, I'm in my basement. It is my first day doing this show from home. So far, so good. Check out ESPN Audio at home by telling Alexa to play news from ESPN. ESPN Audio at home is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes. From customization and service to financial assistance, Mercedes-Benz vans are ready for anything. Today's a very big day for a man that I believe is going to be holding up the Lombardi Trophy when the season is over. I believe he is going to be saying, we're going to Disney World and all of that. That man is Tom Brady. I think the Buccaneers are going to win the Super Bowl. I've said it before on TV. This may be the first time I'm saying it since I've been back on the radio. And today is a big day for Brady and the Bucks. That is because if you were watching my TV show this morning, you saw Jenna Lane, a reporter in Tampa, telling us that in the absence of preseason games, they are doing two simulated games, the Bucks are, and today was one of them. So today is one of the two opportunities Brady will have with these Buccaneers to, to get as close as he is going to to a preseason game. I'm here to tell you I think they're going to be great. And I'll tell you why. One of the reasons is obvious. Tom Brady hasn't had this much offensive skill position talent on his team since he had Randy Moss at his apex. And the last time he had Randy Moss at his best, the Patriots went 16-0. and And Tom Brady basically rewrote every quarterbacking single-season record that existed. I understand. That was a long time ago. He was in his early 30s, not his mid-40s when that happened. But Tom Brady seems to be turning back time. I know it's impossible, but I guess you don't get to be Tom Brady unless you do things that are impossible. He's doing the impossible. And between Evans and Godwin and an unbelievable collection of tight ends and a sneaky good defense with a great defensive coordinator and a head coach who's been known to say some crazy things, including yesterday, But I actually think it's just exactly what the doctor ordered for Brady at this point. I think they're going to be great. I think they're going to start better than most people think. They open two weeks from Sunday at New Orleans. So that is a critical game in the division. They may not win that because that's a tough place to play. And the Saints, obviously, by having been together as long as they've been together, have a huge advantage coming off of this offseason. But I think the Buccaneers will be good immediately. And I think by midseason, 
they will be the best offense in the NFL. Well, this side of Kansas City. They'll be the best offense in the NFC. Let's put it that way. And I think Brady will be great. The other reason that I think he will be great is that I don't think he would do this if he wasn't convinced he could be. Now I know the athlete is always the last to know when it's over. And so maybe Brady won't know before the rest of the world does that he's finished. But I don't think he is. Because after the way last season went, I'm convinced that if he believed he was shot, if he believed he was done, he would have hung them up. He went down to Tampa because he believes he can still do this. No one ever got rich betting against Tom Brady. So I believe the Bucs are going to be great. I think he's going to be great. I'll tell you another team that I think is going to be good, and that's the Patriots. Nothing could be more Patriots than getting Cam Newton for nothing and him being great. And everything we're hearing coming out of there is that he looks great, is that he looks healthy, is that his energy is... Um, is, is, a, is a, a fresh new start there for him and for them. It's infectious. People are feeding off it. People like it. He and Julian Edelman are off on little side fields working on their routes and their chemistry. And I think that Cam Newton, because he can do so much on his own, will immediately start to pay dividends even before he has fully gotten himself comfortable in whatever that offense is going to be. Because when all else fails, he can just tuck it and run as well as practically any quarterback that has ever lived. So I think they will be good immediately. They will beat the Dolphins week one, and they, as Belichick's teams always do, will get better and better as the season goes on. If they didn't have half their defense opt out because of the coronavirus, I would be very tempted to pick the Patriots to win the NFC, excuse me, the AFC. I understand Kansas City is the obvious pick, and Baltimore and Conventional wisdom is those two are head and shoulders above the rest of the conference. And maybe they are. And certainly the quarterback play will be extraordinary for both of them. Mahomes, Lamar, tremendous. But I have a lot of faith in Cam if he's healthy. I have a lot of faith in Bill because he's the greatest coach in the history of American team sports. And I, I still think the division is not nearly as good as people try to make it out to be. I don't buy Buffalo the way a lot of other people do. Miami is a ways away, and I think the Jets have taken a step backwards. So I think the Patriots, as they have for the last 11 years, the longest streak in pro football history, will win the AFC East, make it 12 in a row. And if it wasn't for the fact that they lost half their defense, I think I would like them to do some serious damage in the playoffs. The other quarterback situation that's worth talking about, and we talked about it on TV this morning, and I'll bring it up with Marcus, is the report that comes from our Rob Domofsky, who's our Packers reporter, that through nine practices, Jordan Love so far doesn't look good in Packers camp. Both sides of that feel worth mentioning again. It's nine practices, and he doesn't look good. I really don't know what to do with that. Obviously, nine practices does not tell in any way the story of what he is ultimately going to be. But I think the fact that he is being judged after nine practices shows that as much as you love being a first-round draft pick, his lot in life is a pretty tough one right now. Just ask the guy who's his starting quarterback. Fifteen years ago, this was Aaron Rodgers. And here's what I will say about Aaron, having gotten to know him over the years. And I say these things complimentarily. He is a tough, arrogant son of a gun. And that's what you need to be 
If you get drafted to a team that has Brett Favre on it, and everyone knows you're eventually going to take his job. Well, now that's where Jordan Love is. And Jordan Love is that guy. I have no idea. I've never met him, spoken to him. I know nothing about his personality. But the mere fact that people are judging where he is after nine practices as a rookie gives you an indication of what he is now in the middle of. This is not his own making. He didn't draft himself, but this is where he finds himself. This is his current lot in football life. And he is going to need to be a tough, arrogant son of a gun if he is going to succeed the way Aaron Rodgers has. So we'll see how all of that goes. We'll talk about it with Marcus. You can cover all your bases with Straight Talk Wireless. Get the same networks as big carriers, only pay up to 50% less. Get the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G for just 45 bucks a month. Only at Walmart, savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. The one, the only swagoo, Marcus Spears, is next. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. All right, we may have some pretty significant news here. Greeny, I continue live from my basement. A reminder, the NFL is almost here. Fantasy football is around the corner. Draft your team. Compete with your friends. Take home the crown by signing up at ESPN.com slash fantasy football today. My buddy Marcus Spears is with me, and I'm going to bring him in. But first, I want him to hear this. Adam Rittenberg is our college football insider extraordinaire with a very long history of covering the Big Ten. And we may have very important news coming out of the Big Ten conference. Adam, welcome. What can you tell us? Yeah, Mike, obviously the Big Ten discussing several options, but one that's starting to get a little bit more traction is the idea of starting the season around Thanksgiving weekend. Now, I'm told the, the option that's obviously gotten the most attention is a start after January 1st, you know, eight-game season, likely indoor venues uh, in, in January and February. But there, there is at least some discussion about moving it up to around Thanksgiving, which uh, you know, certainly would be earlier than anyone expected when the league announced a couple of weeks ago that it was postponing the fall season. It's confusing, Adam, and I know I'm going to ask you a question that it isn't your job to answer, but one would wonder what is it they think is going to be happening around Thanksgiving relative to the health and safety of the players that isn't happening now? Right, and that's still why this discussion mainly is at the coach and AD level and ultimately has to go to the presidents, who are the ones that decided it simply wasn't safe based on what they heard, based on the projections, based on all the medical reasons to go forward with the fall. So what has changed? Obviously, there have been some developments in testing. They would have some more data about managing students back on campus and and the ups and downs of that as we're seeing around college football right now. But for this to happen, one Big Ten coach told me earlier today that some teams aren't even on campus right now because they essentially dispersed after the postponement. So they have to get everyone back on campus. They'd have to feel better about the testing and the community spread and all the other factors that went into the original postponement, they would have to have a true preseason. And, and I don't think there's any way that this would start before Thanksgiving weekend. So those that are thinking, why not just make it you know, late September, or early October? I don't think that's realistic. I think this is absolutely the earliest the Big Ten could start, but it's still likelier to go early, early January. Okay, really good. Adam Rittenberg, thank you, with great work. And you can follow him on Twitter with all of the latest developments there. He is on Twitter, at ESPN Rittenberg, as I bring Marcus Spears in here with me. And, and Marcus, of course, you covered college football for us for years before you started now with NFL Live, primarily in the SEC. But what's your reaction to that, the idea that in the Big Ten they could start playing maybe around Thanksgiving? What does this sound like to you? 
Gee, it sounds crazy, number one. The second thing is I think it's applying pressure from the conferences that decided to go forward. Listen, the Big Ten obviously has been getting a lot of noise about why so fast with the decision, why cancel? And, you know, they talked about the medical advice and all of the things that transpired in that decision-making process. But don't you think for a second that the SEC, the Big 12, and ACC moving forward is not applying pressure to the Big Ten, especially when you talk about teams being in the conversation to compete for not only national championships. So here's the point. Moving it up. At what point is moving it up to uh, November from the presumed January start, not st stopping it from moving up to now? Um, and I thought it was a great question that you asked about what would be the difference in November as opposed to I would almost go to late August, September, October, and then you get into the Thanksgiving area. So, listen, this is one of those situations where I think the Big Ten thinking, not from the presidents because he specifically talked about the coach at AD level, may have – they pulled, they pulled it too quick. They decided too quick. And I know people are saying, look, we almost we two weeks away from the seat, three weeks, two or three weeks away from the season. So now this conversation is starting to heat up a little bit more. But I'm with you in that question. I would really love to know from not only the coaches and ADs, but the presidents, if this is being entertained, what would be the separation between November and right now? And there have been, and I'm sure people have seen this, very small demonstrations on the part of families in Rosemont, Illinois, and in Columbus, Ohio. And there had there is a lawsuit that has been brought by eight families in Nebraska, not for huge money. Obviously, all these things are factors in all of this. Uh, Marcus, let me just, let's just stay on this. Obviously, Marcus Spears and company with G. Yeah, yeah, G. It's the pressure from these conferences. Yeah, L like we the they could they could care less about these protests from parents. They could care less about these lawsuits. They all are prepared for that. It's the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 deciding to continue that is putting an insurmountable amount of pressure on the Big 10. And you th and people, well, what about the Pac-12? The Pac-12 operates in a different stratosphere than everybody. We all know that. And then, too, you look at these teams, these towns, locals, government, local. That's why even in the broader conversation of what we've been talking about with social justice and all of these things going on, the impact that these football teams have on local communities that will apply pressure and they will say, look, look at all of these other people that's deciding to play football testing protocols and the things, and they plan on going forward, the SEC releasing the schedule because I'm close to that. That is the real pressure that's being applied to the Big Ten to play football, more so than all of these other things that are transpiring as far as um, getting, getting pressure from local communities, pressure from parents, the, the petitions that were started by the players, they're looking at three other other Power Five conferences that decided to go forward. And now all of this stuff is coming back to them like, yeah, maybe we should think about trying to get it going earlier because right now we look bad as a conference. Marcus is with me here, of course. He's now hosting NFL Live every weekday afternoon, 4 o'clock Eastern on ESPN with Laura and Dan and, and Mina Kimes and, and a terrific group. But, but let's just stay on the college here because you and I have talked so much about this over the years. You're still so close to the situation in the SEC. Is it your belief that when we get to September 26th, these schools are going to play? Like, like the college football season is going to begin and they're going to play and, and whatever the stands look like and whatever else is happening, we will have a college football season? Absolutely. 
gee, I've been saying that. I was optimistic about it from the beginning. Some things transpired that made me a bit more nervous. But if you look now, man, we long in the two. These teams have been practicing. They've been having camp. They releasing camp videos. They doing interviews on television. I was watching SEC Network uh, the other day with with um, Terry, Terry Wilson from Kentucky doing interviews about getting ready for the season and starting it. They are operating as they've operated. Football season is going to start for the SEC, ACC, and Big 12. That is their plan, and they're going forward with it. Now, like the NFL – which I've covered now, they plan on having outbreaks. They plan on having their protocols and everything tested to the highest amount, but they feel like they're prepared. And don't ask me if it's a good decision or not. I don't know. But I know what, based on what I've seen these people doing, as far as these conferences, coaches, players, talking, operating on this level, they are planning on playing football in less than in, in three weeks or less. They are going forward. It will be football played from these three conferences this year. Marcus Spears, again, you'll see him in a couple of hours on NFL Live. Thank you, big fella. I love you. I'll see you next week. G, love you, brother. Talk soon. Okay, again, Marcus Spears and company, NFL Live. He's on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas, gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Uh, I, uh, this fascinates me, and, and I will, for those of you who are getting used to me on your radios here, uh, I went to school in the Big Ten. I went to Northwestern University in the 80s, and um, I, I love the conference. Not only do I obviously root for Northwestern and all things, but all other things being equal, I also always root for the Big Ten. I root for the Big Ten in bowl games. I root for Big Ten teams in the NCAA tournament. And so it, it saddens me as a fan, and this is not a value judgment on whether it is the right or wrong decision. I don't have anywhere near the information necessary to make that judgment. But it saddens me to think that we would have a year without it. And now to hear that they're talking about moving it up, will they play in January? Will they play in November? Does that make sense? Could it somehow be connected to the rest of the conferences if they wanted it to be? Those are all questions. Paul Feinbaum will answer them coming up next. And I will tell you, there is one direction you can look in that should give you enormous optimism about not only college football, but the NFL playing a season as well. I'll tell you where to look next. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. 
Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. All right, Greeny, back with you. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today. Find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. I'm live in my basement today, and the news has just come across that you already knew if you were watching my TV show this morning or listening to the radio here today. The NBA is officially coming back tomorrow. They just released a statement, uh, which is a joint statement from the NBA and the Players Association, announcing that they will resume activities tomorrow with certain conditions among them that the NBA and the players will immediately establish a social justice coalition that in every league, uh, every city where the league franchise owns and controls the arena team governors will work with local officials to convert the facility into a voting location and that the league will work with the players and network partners to create and include advertising spots in each NBA playoff game dedicated to promoting greater civic engagement in national and local elections. So you're wondering, did they get something done? They got something done. There's things they agreed to, and they are coming back, and the games will start again tomorrow. We will certainly talk plenty about that. But if you are just joining us, we also have this. Adam Rittenberg, who covers college football for us, and in particular the Big Ten, was just on a few minutes ago and reported that the Big Ten coaches and ADs are having conversations about starting up their season sooner than we may have thought. All the talk has been about a a spring season, which would actually start in January and play in domes. Now, he says, there's conversation about moving that up, maybe starting around Thanksgiving in the Big Ten. Who knows what that means? Who knows if there's any real chance it'll happen? Let me ask my man, Paul Feinbaum, who joins me on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, because I always like to get Paul's perspective on college football issues because no one knows more about it than he does. Paul, when you hear this, the possibility that the Big Ten will come back sooner than expected, maybe come back around Thanksgiving time, what thoughts roll around in your head? Yeah, Greeny, when I shake my head, I try not to, to lose it from, from, from my neck because it, it makes so little sense. And, I mean, the one thing that I don't know, and, and I, I don't know if Adam was able to report this or not, but, you know, we understand these are coaches talking. Had the presidents changed their mind? Uh, Greeny, this is the issue. The presidents run the Big Ten. They made the decision three weeks ago to shut the season down or postpone it. And until they come back to the table and say, we are changing or altering our view, I, I think this is a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing. Uh, I really just don't understand the rationale by, by by starting a season in November. So essentially you're starting your college football season as the regular season, which will be playing uh, the three other leagues, which will be playing for the, the CFP, are in about uh, week eight or nine and, and about to, about to, to declare a champion. It, it, it makes very little sense. It makes the Big Ten, at least as we speak, look perhaps even more ridiculous than they did three weeks ago when they shut down. And for what reason? I understand the, the pandemic, but they could have dragged it on a little bit longer. And, that, and they really look stupid right now on, on every level. I mentioned with Marcus a few minutes ago, if you're looking for a reason to be hopeful for college football to get through their season this fall and the NFL to get through theirs, I said that I would tell you one place to look, and that place is baseball. Because, Paul, what we've seen from baseball is you can have positive tests. You can have a rash, a flurry of positive tests. I mean, the Cardinals, we dealt with this with them. Uh, they they sh- shut down for like two weeks 
and then you just keep going. The, the, the lesson that we learned from baseball is just keep going. Keep testing, figure out when you can play, then start playing again, pick up the pieces and figure out the scheduling from there. Now, I don't know if that's the right thing to do because I don't know if there will be ramifications on people's health from that. And I, I believe that's what the Big Ten presidents are concerned about. But if that is the strategy, it's working in baseball. And I would assume, Paul, that's what they'll do in both pro and college football. What do you think? I, I totally agree. And right now, Greeny, there, there, there's more positivity than there has been since we started this conversation four or five months ago. We've had some really dark days. And three weeks ago when the Big Ten and Pac-12 shut down was easily the darkest because it looked like the entire college football world was about to shut down. So, I mean, the question I have for the Big Ten, if they, if they, if they feel like it's safe to play again, and, and that we don't know, uh, start the season a month from tomorrow on September 26th, the same day the SEC is starting, and leave yourself wiggle room if you have to shut down. But if you start then, what are you really playing for? You have a, in Ohio State possibly the best team in the country, and are they playing for a Big Ten trophy, which I, I'm not diminishing that. That's something that a lot of schools have never achieved. But they're missing out on the big party. They're also starting, not to sound like I work for the CDC, at at the heat and and height of the flu season. They're playing, I I realize, in dome stadiums, but they're also competing with with who? The NFL at the worst possible time. College football ends on January 11th. The NFL playoffs have just begun. Uh, If if, if this goes on, when does it end? Uh, and, And besides, how many players are going to participate? The, 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 you, you have an even bigger issue with the Justin Fields of the world who are now concerned about the NFL draft. That to me is the real question is um, if they start in January or sometime after that, I, I, if I were Justin Fields or anyone who has a draft grade that feels certain, I wouldn't even consider playing. Would you think moving it up two months would change that? Very little. You're still on the same clock, Greeny. Uh, it, 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 I mean, if, you're, if the Big Ten is going to play, I think their only rationale is to start in a month. You can do it. Uh, yeah, you pause for three weeks, but you can put it back together again. Otherwise, you're just wasting time. You're also playing uh, at a time of the year that people's interests are elsewhere. Now, maybe not in 2020, but once you get past the middle of December, uh, Christmas is here holidays, uh, and, and I'll, I'll repeat it a thousand times because this is the scourge of, of all college football fans when you, when you get too deep in the schedule. It's the NFL. I don't need to tell you that. Uh, the playoffs are, are about to start, and, and when, when the wild card week start, comes uh, in, in, in the first week of January, you, what, what week will you be in your season? Week eight? Uh, is that the same week as Michigan-Ohio State? I mean, it, that, you're, you're not only competing with, with the wild card, you're competing with the end of the CFP. It, it, it makes you look like a, a sideshow, which is exactly what it will be. Uh, let's see if what winds up happening there. Paul, thank you, my friend. Have a great weekend. Greeny, thank you. Talk soon. Paul Feinbaum with me here with his perspective on this. Again, I, I, don't, I don't know what to expect, and I don't know what the right thing to do is. Now, you look up the manual, Talk Show Hosting 101. You're supposed to take a strong position. You're supposed to defend it no matter what. I don't have a position on this because I don't know what the right thing is to do. I do know that no college football season is worth sacrificing the health of any of these kids. But if they can play and it is safe to play, there's no obvious reason to me why it would be safe to play in Alabama and not safe to play in Ohio. So one or the other are getting this wrong. I don't know which it is. I don't even know that we'll ever fully know which it is. 
What I do know for certain is there's a ton of news out there. We'll go around the horn getting a whole bunch of it, including Jeff Passan and Jackie Mack and Jeff Darlington, who will all join me next. I'm Greeny. This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.